Hey guys, Erin here. This week we're going to highlight the Trans Advocacy Network. The Trans Advocacy Network is an alliance of transgender organizations that work at the state and local level, coming together to build a stronger trans movement by facilitating the sharing of resources, best practices, and organizing strategies. You can look at their website at transadvocacynetwork.org. Welcome to the outhouse. It's like a confessional. But without all the touching. We're your hosts. I'm Erin. I'm Matt. I'm Matt. Welcome, Crow. Thank you for coming and sharing your story with us. Pronoun of choice. Either and both. Either and both. Okay, I'm going to use whatever. Okay, so... So basically, Crow is gender fluid, yeah? Yeah. I think I exist in different ways to different people, so whatever feels comfortable to you. Like, if I come off as a him, you can call me him. If I'm a her, I'm a her. Okay. If I'm a they, I'm a they. Although I'm only one person on the outside. That we know of. Yeah. There's more. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) When did you recognize it about yourself? Um, like, like what age? I mean, I think I had that, like, oh my god, I'm gay moment when I was 16. Okay. But, like, looking back, I was I was different when I was, well, not different, but when I was little, I always thought I was going to grow up to be a boy. It took me a while to realize that it's not a thing, so. Huh. In hindsight, I think I've been queer a lot longer. But. Is it possible to be uh, gender fluid and not be gay? Oh, absolutely. I'm not, like, I mean, I don't really think that I identify as homosexual, because for one, there's a lot of, uh, most of the letters in homosexual spell out sexual, and that's just not really an important part of my life, so. Like, people think you're, you're gay because you sleep with a certain kind of person, and that's, like, a very small percentage of my existence. Like, I think that most of me is about gender and less about who I sleep with. I mean, there's so many other things you are before your sexuality. I get that. And I've, I've described myself as a bisexual man trapped in a lesbian's body. So I'm a whole we'll bunch it. of things. You know that's a t-shirt right there, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's true. Uh, hey, we could print that. We could print that t-shirt. Oh, yeah, we yeah. could. Screen print it. Did you say when? So... Um, I think I had the epiphany when I was like 16. I was having a conversation with a peer who was my age, and she was telling me about a like a date that she was going on, and just being a, an idiot 16-year-old, I was like, oh, you didn't specify it's with a guy, though, right? And, like, just giving her shit. And she's like, no, actually, it's not. And I was like, oh. <laughs> Awkward. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it was like my head exploded, and I was like, I gotta go. <laughs> and then what did you do when you went? Uh, did you take- I went very deeply into the closet for three years. Did you really? Wow. Why? It the crap out of me. Okay. It just wasn't an option, not in the way that like I thought it would be frowned upon, but I was like, I don't know anything about this, and now suddenly, it's like finding out you're black when you think you're white all your life. It was like so, like, I didn't know what to do with it. Mind blown. Yeah. Yeah. So it was during that conversation that you recognized that about yourself, or you still took the next three years to work on figuring that out? Um, it was kind of, I don't know, kind of both, because I always, like, as a person, as a teenager, I never really, like, had interest in boys. Like, I thought boys were cute, um, and there were girls that I, like, had this weird urge to be their best friend, and I now I understand what that was. <laughs> um, That's what I was trying to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I was like, I don't understand why you'd spend your time with a boy when you could play video games and draw. Like, I don't. Why, why, why would you do that? But I had a friend who was, like, very, pr- very, 
very prolific in the world of boys, so I just kind of did what she did. Oh, okay. And dated boys, and then when that was like, it was an option to maybe date girls, I was like, and then I was like, nope, I still don't want to date, now I'm going to go play more video games. <laughs> I had a normal childhood. I lived through a lot of divorces that might have something to do with my view on relationships, but I don't think it has anything to do with, with my queerness. When I was little, I did like boy things. Like my mom said, she always pictured my sister growing up and getting married and having a wedding, and she never pictured that for me, and she didn't really, like, she was kind of upset by it, but like, after I came out, she was like, oh, that's probably because I just knew. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. What about your dad? My dad. My dad is, he tells me stories um, that made me realize that he's kind of a homophobe, so I was really worried about telling him. Mm-hmm. Um, although I don't know how he didn't know. Maybe he I... was simply blind to it because yeah. it wasn't something that he wanted. I think it just like life. was so yeah out of the realm of a possibility for his kid that he just didn't see it. But uh, we're fine now. Like there's no bad thing. My my dad like I he moved out when I was ten. So oh, okay. My stepdad. My stepdad's a cop. Hmm. Um, so, I don't know, I guess I always just try to be a good kid for for them. Not yeah. not even try to date, didn't matter who it was, because he owns guns. <laughs> ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that can get complicated. Yeah. <laughs> and all of, actually, I have, uh, well, I had three sisters. I say had because two of them were stepsisters, and they're no longer in my family. Mm -hmm. um, but they were all six to eight years older than me, and they all had, um, either were engaged married, divorced, and had children by the time I was 16. So, oh, wow. Like, I was just like, well, you guys did that all, so I'll just draw. <laughs> so I'll just draw. Well, it serves you well. Those are, Crow has some really great art. Yeah, amazing. I, see. I mean, I'm a starving artist. I'm always willing. <laughs> There's multiple coming out stories. You come out to different people. Here, I guess we would ask just to pick the one that you think is most influential or the biggest one or basically just pick one just kind of set the scene for what that is okay. people involved locations yeah. if you want to share I that i feel like a lot of in a lot of ways i'm like still having those conversations yeah um, that's exactly what yeah. we mean by it's always yeah. a continuous even even out. with myself because i'm like i've i've stopped doing it but for so many years like i would put <laughs> i would put myself into boxes like that's a stupid idea i'm just like oh i'm a lesbian now okay I'm like am i though no now i'm straight now no i'm maybe i'm asexual now and i just kept putting myself in in boxes so i feel like i keep coming out to myself um the funniest one is probably coming out to my mom i was 19 uh she lived at prescott in prescott and I went up to visit her, and she was like, hey, let's go do something fun. And she, we took quads out. We went around and drove quads in the That's desert. It's a lot of fun. And she's like, look, we're like dykes on bikes. <laughs> and I just stopped because I was like, oh, Jesus. And uh, <laughs> I, got, I, like, I, I have a very uh, animated face, and I cannot hold my emotions in my face. So people always know what I'm thinking. She's like, what? And I was like, are you calling us dykes? And she's like, well, I'm not. <laughs> and she's like, are you? I'm like, yes. And she goes, okay. And then we drove home. <laughs> wow. 
and then I was awkward for the rest of the weekend, and I went home, and it, like, never really came up. Why was it again. awkward? Was it just you? Did just because, feel- like, my imagination, I was like, oh my god, now my mom's thinking about all of my friends that I've had and wondering if I've slept with them and, like, all this stuff, which she wasn't. She was just like, whatever. And then, like, one night, not very past that, like, she felt the need to bring it up, like, I think for my comfort or something, and she was like, <laughs> my mom doesn't drink, and for some reason, the only thing to drink in the house was a beer, so she drank, like, half a beer, and she was like, so, you know my friend Barb? Like, when when we were younger, I was like, Mom, I gotta go to bed. I'm gonna, <laughs> thank you for that, I'm going to bed. <laughs> and it never came up again. And uh, But even before I came out to her, she'd always call me her son. Um, and I didn't really realize the, like, I don't know the word, like, coincidence of that. But it was always just because I would, like, carry the groceries for her, I'd fix things around the house. Like, I was much more of a... Chivalrous. Yeah. You're so chivalrous. <laughs> um, I was just much more of a son than a daughter, I think. Is that something you you didn't mind or No, I really liked it. Like before I realized um who I really was that I was sort of a son. Um still trying to pack myself into that lady body. Yeah. She uh I really every time she called me that I like felt weirdly proud about it. And yeah. I and now I'm like, oh that's why because I was like, yeah. I am a boy. <laughs> I'm a real boy. I say I say that sometimes. When people are like, God, you're so strong. I'm like, I'm a real boy. <laughs> like, Would you ever transition? Just based I, off of the context of our conversation, now I'm curious to know. I think about that every single day. Do you? Yeah. Every time I take my clothes off, I think about it. Because I, I hate it. Like, I hate being in this body because it's not mine. Um, wow. But at a... It, uh, uh, one, I hate surgery, so I'm terrified of that. Mm-hmm. I probably could never do it. Um, and two, like, I almost, I'm, some people might call it masochistic, but I think it's brave. I just, I like to take on every challenge, and I feel like this is the ultimate challenge. Like, be you inside of the body you were given. Wow. Yeah. That is pretty brave. Figure that shit out. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. That's gotta be such a struggle, though. Oh, it is. Yeah. Yeah. It's weird. You don't ever think that maybe temporarily living through the surgery and the recovery would outweigh the risk of staying in your lady body? Yeah, I have thought about that, but I think I think what I've decided is, like, I might. I'll just live it day to day. I might decide that it's the right decision, but I think that I wouldn't do it while my parents are alive. Oh. Because you identify as fluid, is there a chance of that changing and is that a factor in like I don't want to go through the surgery and then change my mind later yeah that, I guess that's kind of part of it like I can I can disguise the fact a little bit now but if I did go through the surgery like it would just be what it is yeah is the acceptance getting better have you noticed it getting better or maybe, maybe? I think I think I don't know if it's getting better so much as I'm getting less affected by negative negativity like, someone's got a problem with me. That's your problem. I don't know why you'd have a problem with me. Right. Yeah. Do you have any instances you can tell us about that you've experienced some sort of discrimination that really affected you? Um, well, I've been yelled at in a lot of women's bathrooms. Okay. And people will tell me to get out or ask me what the hell I'm doing in there. And uh, that's always kind of bothersome because I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing in here. They told me I had to go in this one. It's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. not the cafeteria? I tried to go in the other it's one. It's not the cafeteria. <laughs> I mean, it could be for Crow. 
funny to oh, eat. Oh, God. <laughs> what am I doing in here? What are you doing in here? Um. <laughs> it's not instructions. I, uh, I think it's funny because I'm, I don't know how often it's obvious, but I'm a lady body who looks kind of like a boy. So I feel like people would rather call me a dyke, but I've been called the F word a lot of times. Oh, yeah. Um, once at a parking lot, almost got beat up because I stopped, turned around, and was like, what? Because they, they said it, and I was like, thanks for noticing, and then they, like, backed up, and I was like, actually, I gotta go. I don't have health insurance. <laughs> <laughs> this is not gonna end well financially. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, I got kicked out of Chinatown in San Francisco once. Really? Yeah. That's you would so think f- in yeah. San Francisco would be. I know. But then a friend of mine was like, no, actually, Chinatown, they're, like, really anti- if you're not Asian or straight, they will kick you out. And usually if you're a woman, you get treated really badly, too. That's terrible. Yeah. I did not know that. I've been I, to I know, I'm finding it hard to believe that there's such a problem with it anymore. Yeah. Uh, maybe I'm just living in a bubble, but... Uh, unless you did you, like, dress down today? Because there's nothing unusual. <laughs> uh, I am actually very dressed down, but... Um, yeah. At the time, this is how I was dressed. Yes. Very so. fluid hair. Yeah. <laughs> Very fluid. <laughs> my hair used to be down past my butt. Like, yeah. I did have oh my god. Were you like leaning over? <laughs> Bending back. <laughs> I'd like shut in doors and walk away before I realized. Oh, I used to do that. I'd roll my hair up in the car window and then I'd go to get out of the car. <laughs> just whiplash. I've never considered. Just hanging out on a couch and somebody sits next to me and I'm like, bro, you're, you're, on, my, you're on my hair. Oh, Tasha does that to me all the time. <laughs> All the time, especially in bed, I'm like, can you please stop laying on my hair? You're on my hair. Yeah, I can't like, turn over. I got a whole person stuck in my hair at a concert once. <laughs> That's one way to flirt, Crow. Right? I look back and I was like, hey, I caught you. It's a trap. Oh my god, I'm just really entertained by that thought. <laughs> you mentioned that when you were 16 you had this friend who was going on a date with another woman. Mm-hmm. Is that the person you think influenced you most in your coming out story? Uh, I don't think so. I actually don't think they had any influence on me. It okay. was a, I guess, stepsister's half-sister. So it was like some of they were like trying to make us have, be friends because we were the same age, but we're nothing alike and we don't talk. Okay. Um, Who was this person that influenced you the most then? Do you have one? Okay, Crow, take it away. <laughs> um, I don't know. Because I think because those first, like, three years that I dived back in anything, it's because I didn't have any, like, support. Because I wasn't close to this girl at all, and she actually kind of freaked me out. Um, I was kind of a goody two-shoes. Like, I attempted to sneak out a couple times, and then I came home and told my mom exactly what I'd done. Um, and it's was... funny because I can relate to that <laughs> so much. I just remember crawling over the... Sorry to interrupt, but... <laughs> I definitely snuck out the window of my bedroom. I had a backpack packed and ready to go. I had already made plans for my sister, who had already moved out to come pick me up. I jumped on top of the brick wall in our backyard, and the neighbors had a pit bull. (laughs) And that pit bull could jump six feet in the air. And that little fucker scared me right back in my bedroom window. (laughs) I did not make it all the way out. That was my only ever attempt at running away. So I'd, like, come home, and she'd be like, where were you? I'm like, at the mall with some friends, and go to my room. And I came out, and I was like, I lied. I went to a movie with a boy. And she was like, I know, you're a bad liar. <laughs> <laughs> Just 
like, it's fine, you're not dead. Oh, my mom always told me, if you die while you're out, I will kill you. Yeah. So I was like, okay, I don't yeah. want to die twice. Um, what was I talking about? Oh, influences. Uh, yeah, so I didn't really have any, like, when I was little, my mom's best friend was a lesbian. But it didn't ever click that, what that meant. Or Is that Barb? Was. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and she, like, loved the heck out of me. And when I was little, I was looking back at pictures of me. I wore snakeskin boots, wranglers, and a tie-dye t-shirt. Wow. Super sexy. Mm-hmm. Um... But yeah, so until I like was around like 19 and I was surfing the net a little bit more, um, I started to encounter these people that were what, gay or lesbian or whatever, and I was like, maybe I should talk to them. I'm totally not gay, but you can be my friend. <laughs> and um, so I met this one girl, messaged me on MySpace. Yes, <laughs> taking it back to my space. <laughs> she messaged me and I was like, I don't feel comfortable messaging you, I don't know who you are, but you're really cute. And uh, I was like, this is weird still, and I was like attempting to date this boy. So she somehow figured out who that boy was, messaged him, and like strong-armed him, armed him over the internet to make me message her back. And uh, lo and behold, this person is now my best friend of 11 years. Um, huh. And her daughter is my goddaughter. But I was like, wow, that was... It's your fault. So she may have been my biggest influence. And then I started hanging out with her, um, and it was, like, suddenly a little bit more okay. And I was hanging out with her, but I was still totally in denial. And she was like, you you know you're gay, right? And I was like, no, I'm not. I just like boy pants. Like, that's not a thing. <laughs> Did you wear jinkos? <laughs> No. I didn't wear baggy you pants. Those? No. those are no. terrible. Oh, I, like... I had a pair of jinkos. They were amazing. Can I wear a I skirt could... on each leg? We could great. Both fit in the, we leg. could together oh. fit in one pant leg. No. Yeah. 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 No, I'm telling you, that's what jinkles are each like. Pant oh. leg, each pant leg is like, like a giant. They're like parachute pants. Yeah, they're like okay. a skirt but jeans. On each leg. Yeah. They're awful. I don't. I don't even remember these. Yeah. I have a horrible memory though, but. Wow. True. That's true. Yeah. Jinkos. Um, so anyway, we hung out a lot. She lived in California, but visited her dad, who lived here. And um, one day she was like, "Look at your nails." I was like, what? She goes, just look at your nails. And I, like, looked at them like this, and then I looked at them like this, and then I did this, and then I did this, and she goes, wow. Do you know that? What was that movie it was on? I don't remember the movie, uh, but... Uh, uh, maybe. maybe. It, it might have been that, but it was also in... Um, this is where my memory Five minutes from now, I'll have the name of it. <laughs> okay, just blurt it out when you remember. Okay. It'll fit right into the story. But yeah, so yeah. what you're getting at is the direction that you look at your nails yeah. is the indication of Right, and she was your like, you're definitely not straight. I don't know what. You're confused right now. And I was like... So, just so you guys know who are listening, crows waffling between looking at them femininely and masculinely. <laughs> is that a word? Masculinely? Just, sure. It is. It's gotta be. Uh, which is super silly. Um, so... Then, like, the next time we visited, we were just chatting in a room and stuff, and, like, and then she goes, hey, and walks right up to me and kissed me. And, really? Yeah. That's pretty hot. And then she walked off. She goes, you're totally That's gay. That's so lesbian. <laughs> and I was like... Just come oh, straight up to you and kiss you. Yeah. And, uh, she goes, you're gay. And walked off, and I was like, that proves nothing! And she goes, wait, you kiss me back, you're totally gay. And I was like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> like, I was so mad. <laughs> I've been gay ever since. So your um, hair is a trap, and your best friend's lips were a trap. Yes. Yeah. Busted. Uh, yep. 
And then there was this girl at school that I met that walked up to me around this time. Um, and we had a class together, and I was always really intrigued by her, because I was like, she's gotta be gay, like, alright, like, testing out my gaydar. Um, she walked right up to me in, like, at, in the class, while everybody was still in the room, and goes, there's something in your eyes, what is your name? And I was like, what now? <laughs> <laughs> and so we talked, and then, uh, she would leave poetry on my car. And she, like, told me where she worked. She was like, I'm not trying to pressure you into anything, but if you want a free coffee and you want to visit me, like, come to this place. And I was like, okay. I'm not going to tell anybody I did. That was a really good line. Though. Yeah. That's very <laughs> clever. Yes. Yeah. She was alluring. Um, yeah, but then she, like, she tried to kiss me at school once, and I realized that I was totally not okay with that. I was like, somebody's going to see that. She goes, everyone knows you're gay. It doesn't matter. <laughs> and I was like, everyone does not know. I don't even know. Stop it. <laughs> Well, I don't know. It took a while until that was comfortable. Are there any role models? That you, is there somebody you look up to and say that they're doing it? They're doing it right. Um, There's something I can learn from this person. <laughs> I don't know. All of a sudden, it's a confessional. No, <laughs> it's like when I think about it, I try to align my life as much as possible with Ellen DeGeneres. <laughs> okay. Because <laughs> um. I don't know, I've just always liked it. It's really funny. I want to be a comedian, but I don't think I'll ever make it. Just because, I don't, I don't know. All things are possible, bro. Right, I'm going to try it, but I don't think that'll be my thing. Um, I think the key to like, comedy is pain. Oh. That's true. Yeah. You can well, make yeah. jokes about that all day long. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I like, I, like, I like the way that all of her, like most of her stuff is not about her being gay, but she's just very much like unapologetically a lesbian. Yeah. And That's who like, she is and yeah. she's living her life. And, and she's happy. She she has Brooks Brothers make tailored men's suits for her, like for a woman's body. And like she's just never apologized for who she is and everybody still loves her and I like just really like that. Although there was that one movie where she pretended to be straight. That was a horrible movie. That was bad. She's terrible at that. It was a really <laughs> bad movie. I couldn't watch it because I was like, wait, so is it part of the plot that you're a lesbian, really? Or? I know, I kept waiting for the movie to have that point. It never came. It's like, oh, oh that was just awful. That's, funny. So That's hilarious. I, try, I don't know. I guess I try to exist in the same way where like 90% of me is, is about me and then 10% is like, oh, and you're mostly gay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. You don't live your life all the time thinking I'm mostly gay. Mm-mm. Like it only comes up because it comes up to other people. When you're invited to podcasts. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I am gay. I'll do that thing. I'm kind of a, a spectrum place hoarder. Yeah, you are. <laughs> yeah. I want that one and that one and that one and probably that one. And crows yeah. and all the spectrums. <laughs> if you could send a message back to yourself, say five, ten, however long back. What advice would you give your younger self? Hmm. We may edit out this pause. Yeah, we'll edit it out, so don't worry about taking your time to think about it. It sound great if well, you no, knew exactly what it was. I have no strong advice, but I'd say stop being a weirdo and just put on the boy pants. Like, just don't, don't think about it so much. Just do what feels right to you. Yeah. And it'll be a lot easier. Like, I, I feel like it... I haven't had, like, a real hard time, but I do wrestle with myself all the time, trying to figure out, like, who am I and what should I be doing? And I feel like if I had just done it, I'd just been myself, then it would have been a lot easier. I wonder if that's something that a lot of us might come up with in this podcast that we say we experience 
because society places that stigma of, you know, you're born a girl and you grow up and you have your big wedding to a man mm-hmm. and you're just straight and have, pop out kids and that's what you do. Mm-hmm. But then you're faced with this concept of what that doesn't seem to fit right for me and then do you forever question your identity in all areas after that? I wonder if it's like when I was little like I said like I thought I was gonna grow up to be a boy like my my sister and I would make scrapbooks um and I'd always cut out a boy to be me because I was like right that's fine that's me um and then funny though because looking back at who I always chose like it looks just like me that's funny funny. Yeah. yeah um but then like realizing that I was gonna stay being a girl I was like oh I should start doing girl things then so I like tried to dress like a girl started wearing makeup I had long hair like all Mm -hmm. this stuff Mm -hmm. um so I I keep trying to put myself in boxes like when I was like oh I'm gay so I must be a lesbian now right so I'm a lesbian I'm a woman who sleeps with women women and then I was like that feels kind of weird like I feel like I'm a I'm a tomboy so has that changed it am I a dyke and not a lesbian is there a difference and I was like just trying to, to make a thing and then um like I'm realizing that I'm just a person who's more masculine than feminine and who is attracted to pretty much anybody. Like, the last date I went on was with a boy, like, but a gay man. So, like, I'm not trying to shove myself in boxes anymore, and I wish I would have stopped doing that a lot earlier. Yeah. That's great. Well, there's so much of our daily lives that we categorize things. I think that's how you have to to deal with so much that we have to deal with, you know, things put into categories. And by actively not being in a category, to me it's intriguing, but at the same time it's like I'm doing exactly, I'm having that same struggle. It's like, where do I put this? Mm-hmm. Where do I where do I categorize you in relationship to me? But that's, that's I'm missing the point. Exactly. The Most point people is are trying don't. to figure out who you are and how you exist in their world. Like, yeah. And they're just not letting you exist in their world. Yep. I'm excited that I recognize a fault in me. Yeah. And then and, I can work on that. Yeah, I think that's one reason why I'm, I want to to focus more on just being me and having it have very little to do with, like, my relationships. Well, like, my sexual relationships. Because um, that's such a little part of me. Like, I, I'm, I think I'm way closer to asexual on any scale than I am <clears throat> to anything else. Um, so to, the to try to categorize me as based on who I sleep with is irrelevant. Like, you base it on, like, what who I am and what my gender is. Um, and I like, just like the uh, accepting either pronoun, I'm, it's, that's kind of less about me, too, because I want people to think about, like, who I am to them in a different way. They're not like, oh, you have boobs, so you're a girl, so you're like girls, and you're a lesbian. Because I have right. boobs. I'm a man. Yeah, those are movies. <laughs> <laughs> I just want them to be like, you're pro, and I'm you're cute. You're kind of like a he. You're cute. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, that's the crow second thing. Immediately followed by cute. Right. Yeah. I'm cute. Logically. You say asexual. You're kind of asexual, but at the same time, there is a drive there. There's something pushing you that to, to be with another person sexually. Yeah, occasionally. Mostly. Is that's that is you, that drive your libido? Well, a libido, libido, that's a good thing. How, do you think... I think I just got a li- <laughs> uh, so, so it's not a very strong libido. No, like, I, I do it. It's kind of fun sometimes. But, like, it's rarely the first thing on my list. Like, I, I've i always... <clears throat> I like, like, intellectual connection much more than 
physical, but I mean, sometimes I like to cuddle, but like, don't take my pants off. I yeah. just want to cuddle with you. And I get a lot more out of that than I ever have. Do you think part of that is, um, earlier you said you, you don't like your body? Yeah, I think a lot of that is, but it kind of depends. Like if, it's a little weird, but if the person makes me feel really good about the fact that I have a lady body, like they validate the fact that I'm a boy in a lady body, like it would be easier to feel okay without my clothes. But if it's like a, you're a really cute boy and then, oh, but you have boobs, like it's been a difference. Like the, I've, like people have been attracted to me and then been like put off by the fact that I'm more masculine, but I have lady parts. Like it, it depends on how the other person is reacting to me. Yeah. Okay. That, I think that validation is always a thing. So there's really not a category for that on Christian Mingle. So where do you go for, um, oh God. I'm not like, don't be specific, but where do you go to meet people? Um, I let them meet me. I don't put any effort okay. into it. You just put it out there and yeah. available. No. Maybe. And uh, I was working a retail job once and I was working with this kid who is six years younger than me or something. Um, so I kind of, he was kind of like a little brother figure. And this girl comes up to the counter and buys some stuff for me and then leaves. And then comes back and we're both standing behind the register. Um, and she comes back and slaps this piece of paper on the, the counter and looks at me and goes, okay, bye. And leaves. And I look at it and it's a phone number. And I was like, eh. And uh, I look over at this kid and he's like, how did she know? <laughs> and just like stared at me and I was like, I laughed and he goes, no, really, how did she know? And I was like, D- <laughs> look, at, look me. at me. yeah. <laughs> and he's like, <laughs> didn't get it. And I was like, what? I gave her change in all nickels. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it was secret code. Like, what? what do you mean, how did she know? She did, and know what? Like, she didn't know. She thought it was cute. She'd give me her phone number. Yeah, like, she could very well have thought you were yeah. a man. Well, also, just the, the nature of just slapping the number down and going, okay. <laughs> yeah. You know, she was taking a chance there yeah. as well. Yeah. So, yeah. Kudos to her. Did anything yeah. come of that? I w- went on a date with her, and um, it was. She's very nice. We had nothing in common. Yeah. Yeah. All right. At all. You gotta weed those ones out. So. <laughs> so cute. So, how has your life been different now that you've come to understand that you don't fit into a category? Yeah. <laughs> so, I picture things very. Um, literally sometimes that I'm like thinking of the spectrum as like this little bench that people sit on and I'm like sprawled all over um, <laughs> there's no room here keep, keep going keep stepping Mine. <laughs> um, uh, I think that I'd like to say it has less stress but there are areas where it's still very stressful like I still am I don't worry about having to come out to people but I worry like I still edit myself sometimes around people I'm a different version of myself depending on who I'm around Mm-hmm. Um, but I think just on a more like basic level, I've just been more comfortable like being able to be myself. Like I can look in the mirror and be like, I like how you look and what you're dressing. Like that's that's who you're supposed to be. Um, so it's just less self-analyzing, I guess, and more just being able to be me and not thinking about that too much. Yeah, I I feel that if once you get past that analyzing, self-analyzing. It is very liberating. It, I imagine it being very liberating. You just yeah. like fuck it. I'm gonna live my life. Yeah. There's and then really by not being categorized and boxed, how 
open that seems and limitless. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It kind of makes you feel super powerful. You're just like, I can do That's your superpower. When I first came out, or I guess dived back in when I was like 16, um, my immediate thought was like, fuck, if any, any of my friends find out, they're going to think I'm in love with them and want to take their clothes off. Like, mm -hmm. that was the only thing I could focus on was like, they're going to be creeped out by me now. So mm -hmm. I was creeped out by myself, and it turns out none of them were creeped out of me because they all secretly knew, bitches. Um, <laughs> could have told me. Uh, it helped me a lot. <laughs> um, but it was just uh, such an overwhelming thing. Like, I can't have friends with females anymore because they're all going to think I'm trying to sleep with them. Yes. Yeah. Yes, for me, for men. I, yeah. I worry about that as well. All the females thought you so were trying to sleep with them, huh? Well, okay, let's begin the, the descent. You want to go into the descent now? I See love that movie. Up, tray table. Which, surprisingly, isn't as gay as it looks. No, that's no. not. Which movie? There's the a descent. movie called The Descent. It's called The Descent, for one, hint. And then two, it's like a group of females that go out in the cabin to hang that out. movie freaked And I was like, this is going to be good, because that one's totally gay. It turns out none of them are gay. A lot of them die. The one I thought was a lesbian was not. She's just Australian, which that can get confused. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's so true. <laughs> I always think Australians are gay, no matter who they are. I don't know if I think they're gay or if I just desperately want them to be gay. <laughs> Yeah, it does get a little confusing. I I dated <laughs> a gay, woman mate. once who had. I just asked them to repeat my name over and over again because Crow in an Australian accent will take my pants off quicker than anything else. That's the one thing that you're willing to let your pants down for. Yeah. Oh yeah. wow. That's pretty intense. So I'm FYI, my my you guys now know the secret. Yeah. <laughs> The Fake key. accents don't work. Don't uh, <laughs> it has to be like might a work really a convincing. Bit. Actually, any any because I was talking to this girl who had a Romanian accent, and I was like, actually, that works too. Yeah. So accents that aren't mine. All right. So wrapping this up a little bit, unless there's anything else you can think of that you want to say. Um, I so, divulge nothing willingly. You have to pull it out. Okay. Okay. Well, in that case, so if this was our <laughs> last conversation, and there was something you wanted to say. Or if there's anything weighing on you that yeah, you want to say about this topic. Yeah, it has but, to be heavy. It's weighing. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Do you, can you think of anything? Like if this was our last conversation or if yeah, like, I broke out of here and I died and then this would be the last recording of me. <clears throat> uh, however you want to interpret the question. Mm -hmm. Hi, Mom. I love you. That's my message. Nice. See? Yeah. That's light. <laughs> yeah, that's light. <laughs> but along those lines, um, if... And, and I know we did the, if you could tell yourself something in the past, but what if there was somebody um, struggling with this right now who's listening to the podcast? Yep. And that's where I'm going with this. They have no outlet to talk to anybody about. Uh, that's not true, because you can always find an outlet. Okay. Um, but you might have to dig for it. I just say, don't, if you feel like you don't have an outlet, then use yourself as an outlet. Like, you just get, get out what you're thinking if you have to write it down or, or make art or stare at yourself in the mirror for a lot of hours. Just make sure that you get all those things out because they're going to fester in you and turn your thoughts against yourself. So you just have to maybe try writing down what you're thinking and then reading it because sometimes that helps me. Like, if I'm thinking something, I'll write it down and then I'll read it and I'm like, that is ridiculous. Why was I thinking that? <laughs> but... You have to, when it's coming from behind your eyeballs, it sounds a lot different than in front of them. Yeah. That's really good advice. That is really good advice. I, I mean, I'm not going to say I'm struggle-free. I'm an artist. I struggle every day. Uh, but I think if I 
as much as any situation pains me, if I can turn that into something that an other person can look at and be like, oh, they're dealing with the same thing, or oh, I didn't think about that, or anything. Because I know that there's like art that I follow, comic strips or, or comedians or whatever, um, that make me feel validated in the way that I feel, and then I know that I'll make it through it. So. That is precisely the point of this podcast. That was my ultimate desire, was for any single person to say something that will resonate with a listener who's struggling. So, thank you. And I think my point of the podcast was, this is no big deal. <laughs> Alright. I think that wraps it up, yeah? Sure. Thanks, Crow. Thank yeah, you. Thank you. Hey everybody, Matt and I just want to say a quick thanks for listening, and don't forget to tune in next week, where we're going to listen to another person's coming out story. I can't wait! Ah! So, uh, if you want to email us, you can do that at theouthousepodcast at gmail.com. We have a closed group on Facebook. You can search for us by Facebook searching The Outhouse Podcast to find us. You can also find us on the Twitter and the Instagram under the outhouse podcast i think you guys get that by now yep everything is that uh don't forget to uh rate us on itunes uh tombs we can cut it we can cut it if you know someone who would like this podcast please let them know